Beware the bundle wear. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Chester Wisniewski, Principal Research Scientist at Sophos. Welcome back, Chester. Thanks for having me back. Remind our audience what Sophos does, please. Uh, we're a global leader in security uh, and focused exclusively on security. So, you know, we, we're well known in the past for doing things like endpoint protection and antivirus, but we also do firewalls, encryption, and lots of other things. Pretty much all the things you needed to protect the uh, data in the enterprise. As applications move to the cloud, web browsers are often the most heavily used component of an operating system, and browser extensions have become increasingly important. Explain what a browser extension is and how these are malware entry points. Yeah, I mean, browser extensions actually have been evolving a bit. Uh, so explaining what it is is uh, a little bit confusing because of the abuse. Uh, um, the, the initial idea of a browser extension is to sort of let you use some native code inside of the browser to assist you with some function that is not naturally present in the browser. And so uh, I guess the most popular thing that probably everyone has dealt with as an extension, or hopefully the, the, the viewers of this video, are things like password managers. Uh, you know, you have something that plugs into the browser, but it's got its own code and it can talk to the cloud to, you know, encrypt and store your passwords in the cloud and automatically fill them out and generate secure ones for websites that you use. So that's kind of a, a popular type of uh, plugin. And I guess another type of plugin that many people will be familiar with is uh, something that blocks advertisements, an ad blocker. And again, that means it's it's got code that can both interact with the browser itself, it can modify the, the DOM, the, the the object model inside the browser that says display these elements. You can turn off elements like the advertisements or maybe not download them at all. Or in the case of a password manager, it has additional functionality uh, as a program that can you know, generate secure passwords, do encryption, do a bunch of other things that's maybe not na natively present in that web browser. Sophos recently analyzed what you characterized as a particularly aggressive uh, sample of bundleware targeting Mac OS users. Will you tell us about that? Yeah, this is a common tactic uh, to get these extensions into your browser. So they're, in this case, these extensions are, are trying to generate revenue for the authors of the, uh, the extensions. And, and because the web browser companies are making it harder and harder to like load an extension that's not from the official marketplace, and of course, if you have something malicious or, or a little bit fishy, it's hard to get Apple to uh, put it in the place where you download extensions for Safari or to get Google to you know, put it in the Google uh, extension store for Chrome. So in order to sneak these in, they're bundling them with other things that you might already be downloading. And historically, there's been a lot of abuse of bundling malicious things. Uh, if you go to the Pirate Bay and download a pirated copy of uh, Photoshop, for example, whether that be for Windows or for Mac, there's a really high likelihood that's gonna come with some malware that was bundled with it because uh, the users are expecting to install software. They will bypass security warnings because they know they're doing something dodgy, they're pirating, they're stealing software. So they'll, they'll turn off the antivirus if they need to in order to, to get a free copy of Photoshop. The same technique is now being used in sort of more of a, more of a gray instance. So we, 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 don't, we specifically don't necessarily want to call it out as malware, but we've seen this kind of aggressive use of uh, commonly searched for Mac applications. And when you go to download them, in, you not only get the application you're expecting, but you also get a whole bunch of these extensions for Safari bundled in that 
hijack some of your traffic to generate revenue. In fact, um, another aspect of this bundleware is how it's been engineered to keep up with the recent changes in the format for, for Mac OS and for Safari. Can you explain that? Yeah, the, the, as of Safari 13, uh, they're discontinued an old extension format. And this very same thing has happened with Firefox and other browsers in the past where they, they've sort of brought forward into more modern coding styles how extensions are built. And often that's done for security purposes as well, uh, making it a little bit more difficult to write things that may try to access parts of your system they shouldn't. Things in your web browser probably shouldn't be uh, altering parts of the operating system, for example. So the, as Apple and others have put more of a, a fence around what these extensions are allowed to do, they've kind of changed the versioning or the formatting of how you build those extensions. And the newest Safari, Safari 14, no longer supports these legacy extensions that, that uh, might have been a little bit easier to abuse. And uh, in this case, we actually saw the, uh, the, the authors of the software using both the old and the new extensions bundled in. So no matter which version of OS 10 you were running, they had a, uh, I don't want to call it a malicious extension, but they certainly had an extension to do their bidding. And uh, I'm, I'm being careful about this because technically in the license agreement, the user's agreeing to the behavior of these extensions, but we believe that most of the time that this is an unwanted behavior. Users don't understand that this uh, change is going to occur, and so while they may have accepted the license agreement uh, and, and checked its tick box somewhere that said I accept and yes, the, this is probably an unexpected outcome. So we, we put it in the potentially unwanted category. Um, and, and still allow users to have a choice whether they want to install this or not uh, a little bit more explicitly. So how would someone know if a seemingly legitimate browser extension was going to add unwanted extras uh, during the installation? Well, technically all of these do tell you what they're doing. So this is one of those things you have to watch very carefully. And uh, maybe I'll use an example that was a little bit more in your face that most of us have seen in the last few years. Uh, when you used to install uh, Adobe Reader, for example, or Flash, uh, often it would have a little check mark that go, I'm also going to install a trial of McAfee for 30 days or this kind of thing. And you had to go and uncheck the mark before you continued with the installation in order to, to not have that extra software installed. So that's how most of these work. When you're installing the, the application that you desire, that you downloaded, uh, the installer wizard that pops up on your screen will will say, uh, I'm going to install this and other recommended applications. And these extensions are those recommended applications from the, from the authors. Uh, so you can often do a custom install and not choose to install those extensions and still install the application you desire. Uh, I actually consider if you see this uh, in an installer that it's saying it's going to bring some other things along with it as a big warning sign. This probably is not a terribly legitimate app you're trying to install to begin with. My recommendation, rather than trying to do a custom install, would be just to press cancel and go find a more legitimate application that's not trying to bundle additional applications with it. So what should someone do if they realize uh, they've installed an unwanted addition to their browser? Well, fortunately, uh, they're pretty easy to remove. Uh, at least at this point, they're not doing anything too dastardly to try to disguise them or make them difficult to remove the way uh, a truly malicious application might. So you can go into the uh, settings of your web browser into the extension, see which ones are installed, and just disable or remove any of the ones that you don't recognize as being something that you desire. You may be a LastPass user or one password or that kind of thing. Clearly, you probably don't want to turn those off. But there may be some others in there that 
you don't recognize, and they could be altering the behavior of the browser. Uh, one of the behaviors of these extensions is they, they do um, what we call search hijacking, where so you may do, think you're doing a Google search and you'll get back Bing results, uh, for example, because they're, they're trying to get some referral fees or affiliate fees from one of the search engines, that type of stuff. So if you're seeing that type of behavior, this is likely something that's occurring. And uh, it's always a good idea, I think, just as those, all those PC maintenance things, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we used to tell people to defrag their hard drives. Now we tell them, make sure you've got your patches installed and, and, and check what extensions and additional things you've got loaded uh, a couple times a year when you, you know, when you change the smoke detector batteries. Chester Wisniewski, Principal Research Scientist at Sophos. If somebody wants to connect with you, Chester, maybe they want to find out more about the work that you're doing. How can they do that? Well, I hang out a fair bit on Twitter. You can contact me at Chet Wisniewski on Twitter, and uh, I, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn as one of the few people who do what I do with my, my Polish name, so you can look up Chester Wisniewski on LinkedIn. Thanks again, Chester. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.